What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1016 of Ask Pat 2.0. This is the show where I go through people's problemos, and I help. I'm trying to rhyme, and it's not working very well, so I apologize. But hey, guys, this is what we do. We do a coaching call live about a half hour, and you're there sitting in, listening, learning as we go. And today we're talking with Tom Drake from maplemoney.com, a very popular personal finance blog uh, known as the Canadian source for personal finance. And I've actually known Tom for quite a while and met him a number of times at FinCon, which is one of my favorite conferences, the Financial Blogger Conference. Fun fact, the first conference I ever spoke on stage at, and I pretty much threw up right before that happened because it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done, but one of the most fulfilling things I've done, and now I've gone on to speak several times. So I have an affinity and a love for the personal finance space, and we're here today to help Tom and all of you who are going through trouble with, okay, well, how do I double my revenue? You know, I might still have a job, and I want to increase my income, but I have all these other ideas, and I'm trying to redesign my website, and there's all these tasks and to-do lists that I need to complete. Where am I, Where's my money going to come from? Well, that's what we're talking about today. All right, thanks again, and uh, enjoy the show. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Now, here's Tom from maplemoney.com. Hey, Tom, what's up? Thanks for joining me here on AskPat 2.0. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Tom, uh, what is your business and kind of how to, like, in the one minute uh, rundown, kind of how'd you get started in all this? Uh, Well, I started just over nine years ago as a Canadian finance blog. And uh, we've recently rebranded to, to Maple Money, but um, uh, I've got a, a handful of blogs, really. Uh, but but Maple Money and and Retire Happy are two that are are sort of the ones that are succeeding uh, in Canada. Uh, so that's that's where I where I'm focusing most of my effort on now. Nice, and you know, for those of you listening, Tom and I have known each other for quite a while. We always run into each other at FinCon. And were you there in 2011 when I first spoke on stage? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was, I remember I was actually, uh, sitting right beside you when we did, uh, sort of, uh, everybody moved down a seat in the, in the tent, if you oh, remember like that. The, the networking kind of exercise. <laughs> yeah. 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 I felt totally out of, out of place there. And, you know, the nice thing was that the FinCon community and, and you and everybody there, especially PT, he, I mean, every, everybody there is so friendly. I mean, you guys made me feel so welcome. So thank you for that, Tom. Yeah. And obviously I've been to FinCon, you know, several years now in a row and, uh, it's a great conference. I, I recommend you all check it out for sure. But anyway, today's about you, Tom. Tell us kind of what, what's on your mind and, and tell me what, like, what can I help you with? Well, I'm, I'm looking to make some, some big improvements it, despite going nine years and, and being a low six figure blogger. Uh, I still have a day job. And, uh, part of that is cause my, my wife's been able to stay home with the kids. So it's great that the blog's been able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to to take it up one more level so that I can at least have the ability to leave my day job, even if I didn't right away. It, even mentally, just feeling like I could would would be a big improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I do have a bunch of goals for this year, and uh, ba- basically the idea is to start treating it more like a business and, and not just being a blogger where it's it's almost accidental success. Um, I I, I want to start looking more at how to monetize properly, how to, to reduce expenses and, and, and really look to make some, some income that that'll benefit the family. When you think about leaving your job now, what kind of feelings are you feeling? What, what is uncomfortable about that to you? 
Uh, right now, I don't think the income's high enough to to truly cover what would be then my wife and me not working. Um, in, in reality, we probably could make it work. It just wouldn't be as as comfortable, and 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 some of that comfortability might be why we're not uh, why I'm not always treating it enough like a business. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know all about not treating something like a business. I kind of just Frankenstein put things together, probably similar to how most bloggers do it. And then I started to see success and, you know, just kind of, it wasn't until I, I I really took that SEO or excuse me, not SEO, CEO, (laughs) SEO is a part of it too. Um, but bringing that uh, CEO mindset to the, to the, to the business really did kind of, like you said, take things to the next level. So I'm excited that you know that you need to do that. But before we go into that, I'd, I'd love to ask you, I mean, it's interesting some of the language you were using, like, I think, and I might, you know, those kinds of things that, that just leads me to believe that you haven't actually found an exact number that you would be comfortable with leaving your day job. Um, have you gone through an exercise kind of trying to discover, okay, well, well, how much does the blog and my business online need to make before I feel comfortable? Um. An exact number, no. Um, I, my my sort of goal for this year is to, is to double the revenue. Um, now I don't really care if I if I make an extra penny in in profit um, for this year, uh, d- just to lay down the some groundwork of of getting new things in place, mm. um, uh, spending on ads as well, just to bring some extra traffic in where where we've been mostly search based um, up until this point. Uh, so. I, I think doubling the revenue would would do a lot. Um, again, not so much this year if I'm not looking to make profit, but I'm thinking a year from now, where will I be? And uh, uh, if I could then sort of keep that same revenue, but then reduce expenses, uh, I, I think that would give me the amount I need. Mm-hmm. Um, with the expenses, I also feel having having the day job Let's me be a little too loose with the expenses sometimes. Uh, I'm not making decisions as someone that really needs that income to to pay the bills. What do you feel? This hypothetical question. Um, I'm not suggesting, and I never suggest to anybody just like oh, you, you should quit your job, you know, because I think uh-huh. you know, even though it was me getting laid off that actually opened up a lot of doors for me. I know there are people who can do both, and I understand the sort of wanting to feel secure and, and those kinds of things, especially with it related to benefits and you know that 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 sort of thing. That's a whole other um, discussion. But hypothetically, if you were to remove your day job from the situation, how, in your words, do you think that might benefit specifically the stuff that you're doing online? Um, I don't know if I would put any more time into the business if I were to leave my job. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably get more time with my family. Um, but basically right now I've got the day job till four o'clock. So by the time I get home, uh, see the kids for three to four hours before they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I might get more family time, but which is part of what I mean. It would help a lot mentally. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, strictly as a business though, I, I do put a lot of time in already. Um, I'm kind of a, a 7 PM to 1 AM kind of, guy uh on the business so so i'm putting hours in every day yeah you're hustling uh, yeah so so i don't think i don't think i get more time i might get more mental clarity just <laughs> less things to think about might might help me make better decisions okay well that's good to know because now it's not a matter of what a lot of people say 
is, oh, I just don't have the time to do it. You're putting the time in. So for the rest of this discussion, perhaps we can discover, okay, well, where should that time be put into? And I'd love to kind of unpack a little bit what your, you know, you said you wanted to double your revenue. What is your current yeah. plan to make that happen? Um, a, a big part of it has been some, uh, some Facebook advertising, uh, just to bring in new traffic where, uh, I've been working with, uh, Monica Louie, who I know, you know, yeah, she's awesome. um, she's, uh, she's been helping me get different ads that seem to be working, promoting some of the affiliate related posts that I've got on the site. Um, and, and then another thing is again, maybe being too lazy the past couple of years, I, uh, I haven't been producing enough new content, uh, doing a lot of republishing and upgrading, but not brand new content. So um, I've hired some writers uh, for both of the main sites to um, to start adding additional posts because to, to gain search traffic, yeah, I can try to go from ranking number five to number three or something, but mm-hmm. there's it, it, nothing that really beats the gain of, of also just having a whole new topic added to the site. <laughs> so so uh, I've been seeing a little bit of success with that already, uh, just covering some new things in personal finance that, that didn't exist uh, two or three years ago when I was producing more content. Are there any other avenues of income that you had thought about before or had explored or perhaps are on your wish list that you know you haven't really dove into yet? Yeah, there's a lot on the wish list. Um, but, with with my partner at Retire Happy, I, I work with someone else on that side as well, Jimmy. Um, we're, we're looking at doing a, a retirement based course, um, especially around the, the the weird Canadian things that, <laughs> that you want to get in a in a course in, in mm-hmm. from the states or anything. Um, I, I think that'll help a lot. Uh, we're looking more at um, truly using the newsletter. Um, both both of these main sites have good size, uh, email lists. Um, one's about 10,000, the other's over 20,000, but we haven't really done much more than, than just email about a new post. We, we don't have, um, nice, uh, autoresponders set up or anything like that to, to really sort of, uh, benefit from those, those new subscribers. And then final question before we dive in a little bit more is where is the bulk of the income coming from right now or how, how does it break down um mostly affiliates uh for for a, quite a few years i went uh i went mostly with adsense and a little bit of cpm ads um that was the the easy way kind of thing not necessarily the best paying way uh with affiliates um I, i've got sort of best travel credit cards best cashback credit cards uh we're doing robo advisors now uh, a lot of these kind of comparison posts where where we're reviewing maybe five different services like that and mm-hmm. uh and and choosing the best one uh th- that's that's done way more for me than than AdSense ever did uh it it's it was the difference between just sort of doing okay and then and then getting past that six digit mark uh for for, for annual revenue Nice. I mean, to do that through affiliates and, and those kinds of posts, I mean, that's that's really admirable. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people want that for sure. But I personally feel like, you know, you can completely amp things up when you begin to start, you know, now that you have this amazing brand that you've created and credibility over the years to create your own products. Um, and, and so that's exciting that you are you know, potentially thinking about doing that. Um, is there a plan in place for that specifically or a timeline? Uh. 
timelines it I, i've got a few goals before that uh one is uh we're launching new designs for both of the the major sites and i also want to launch a podcast on maple money um not not so much that that helps me with the monetization goal directly but uh it's it's a lot of good networking and, and even link building really mm-hmm. um but uh so after that so say summer to fall we'd like to have the the uh retirement course done and 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 online uh we've already tried a little bit of uh recording video Mm -hmm. i wasn't too happy with with the quality of it so (laughs) we're going to look at uh improving that first and uh then probably getting someone else to edit it so, so that it actually gets done why are you focusing on the website design what why is that a next step for you um it's uh the the current site doesn't look so bad retire happy is a little more dated um both of them had a bit of the the it just looks like another blog kind of uh it's just the posts up on the front page and that was pretty much it Mm. um so we're we're trying to look bigger to, to to match where we're at within canada um so I'm hoping that, that the idea is that it adds, especially with things like credit card affiliates, that it adds sort of trust and authority, uh, which will hopefully then <laughs> lead to uh, a better convert conversion there as well. Yeah, I mean, one of the things for me when I converted from more of a scrappy entrepreneur from the beginning to now CEO sort of mindset, um, a few things. Number one, you know, it, it was you know, building a team and that that kind of thing. And I know you have people who help you with a lot of things, which is great. And you have this team of writers, which is which is fantastic. The other part that was very big for me was the idea that, you know, everything is done with a specific purpose. Like I make this decision because I want this to happen. And that was very different before because before it was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to write a blog post because I'm going to write a blog post or I want to redesign my website because it's just, you know, I don't like the way it looks and I just want it to look better. But there wasn't mm-hmm. specific goals in mind with that, and so I was I was leaning toward. Oh, I don't know if Tom's build redoing his website just because that's like kind of you know the thing to do, or is there a specific goal in mind? So I'm I'm encouraged that you said something related to the affiliates and the trust that you're building. Do you have any specific results that you want to see after the design change? And this is a very big question because a lot of you know, uh, people struggle with, well, I don't know if things are going well, or I don't know if it was the right move because they're not tracking because they're not, you know, a, they don't have goals related to those decisions, but B, there's nothing to track. So they don't, you know, can you ever be happy if you don't track? So that's like, I want to challenge you and ask you, like, do you have specific goals in mind for when you have this design change? Because to me, and this is just my thought, just based on our, on our conversation now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel that launching a course and you know improving those the revenue numbers and, and building something of your own is going to give you more ROI and uh, a bigger paycheck versus a website redesign and when you say that you want to double your income and that you want to you know potentially leave your day job I mean those are the actions the bolder actions that will make that happen sooner than you know a website redesign or you know a podcast Although, you know, it might be weird hearing me say like, oh, you know, <laughs> podcast, like, of course you should start a podcast. Well, I sell a podcasting course, but I'm telling you, like, that's le- that's less important than these opportunities you have in front of you with this audience that you build, nine years of credibility to launch something that is of uh, that is your own where you're going to make a lot more profit. You're going to help a lot more people and just have a better experience with 
you know, what you're doing online. So sorry, that was a little bit of a long winded kind of setup for, um, you know, number one goals for the website redesign. And number two, do you think that that's actually more or higher priority or, or lower priority than for example, something like your own product? Yeah. I don't know if I do have a, a true, especially monetary goal connected to the design. Um, I'm just kind of stuck in it right now <laughs> because uh, we're, we're just about to launch one of them. Sure. And, yeah. I mean, and, I'm not telling you to, 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 to drop that now. Yeah. I mean, you've gone so far in it already. You might as well launch it, but I would definitely pay attention to what happens afterwards, especially when it comes to all the places on your website where you are generating an income. I would, I would, if you're not doing it already, keep track of all those places, the most profitable pages on your website, keep a close eye on those after the redesign to see if they are giving you a, you know, more of a positive ROI or, 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 you know, maybe it decreases, hopefully not. Um, but to, to my second question there, like, how do you respond to, you know, prioritization? Is there something deeper here? Is there a reason why, you know, perhaps in, it's funny, you mentioned like, you know, oh, the videos weren't good enough. I mean, that is often, I'm not saying it is, but it's often an excuse people make when it's something that's scary that they don't, you know, because they've never done it before or they just, you know, aren't sure if it's going to sell. Are those, are those any feelings that you're having? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think one of the the issues I have uh, with that with that idea is is being around for nine years. I I, I don't want to do anything that kind of comes off sort of not good enough. <laughs> and that, that was my worry with the the videos was uh, mm. um, that the audio wasn't so great. And and I I, I do want a certain polished look. Um, same with the podcast. That's another thing where where it was something I, I really wanted to start in January and, and here we are in April when we're recording this and, uh, I haven't started it. So it's, uh, um, almost, uh, this want for, I wouldn't say perfection, but at least the upper portion <laughs> towards that. Um, it, it, it stops me from doing a lot of things. And even before that, it's, it's easy to get distracted by things that don't matter. Um, I've, I've spent time, worrying about social networks and like getting more followers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, and that doesn't, it didn't help me as a business at all. Is there a mechanism by which you can check in with yourself when you're doing something to, to essentially ask yourself, is this what I should be working on right now? That was a really big thing for me. I even set random alarms on my phone to go off ran at random times during the day to, to basically be a check-in for myself because I was catching myself, you know, those alarms would catch me in Twitter world and Facebook and just completely wasting my time. I mean, that that's a huge drain, especially when you have these bigger things that, that are going on. Um, you know, maybe I can just offer you to ask yourself when you're working on something like that, like, is this actually helping me with my bigger goals? And if not, then, then drop it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I think uh, one thing I, I know that you're a big fan of too is um, I think I need to get back to doing a weekly mastermind. Uh, I I did one maybe two or three years ago and, and it kind of fizzled out. Uh, and, and I do an annual one with with a group of guys every year as well. Uh, but um, Why do you think I, you I th need the mastermind? I, I think I need sort of accountability. I, I need and, – and even just the weekly goals, like really the – the last fraction of a mastermind meeting every week just to give goals and then be accountable to them the next, the week later, 
I think would uh, get me back on track again. Um, I, I saw great success with that in the past because I felt like I actually had to do the thing I said I was going to do <laughs> instead of just putting it off and uh, spending my time on Twitter or something. Do you feel like that you maybe have one person who's a good friend in your space who you know you can go to and just essentially send an email or or text once a week just to to, to accomplish what that mastermind call would accomplish for you because you know a mastermind call is you know often you know varies obviously but it could be an hour long a week mm-hmm. which you only have so many hours with the day job as well and it's going to require a lot of that really hardcore think tanking or the thinking brain where, you know, when it's not your turn in the hot seat, you're going to have to, you know, step up and, and, and offer help and think and, and, you know, put yourself in that person's situation to help them out. I mean, that takes a lot of energy and I'm not saying that mastermind groups are bad. I, I think they're incredibly valuable, but for what you need, you need that just accountability portion. And so is there a friend or a person you can go to and say, Hey, if you don't mind, can I email you just once a week or tell you what my goals are? And just that practice alone could be something that could be really, really useful. And maybe there's a partner who can just do that with you kind of in exchange. Yeah. I like that idea. I, I know there's uh, I can think of a couple bloggers that are, have very similar goals to mine right now, actually. Um, so right down to the doubling revenue and, and all that. Uh, so there, there's certainly, like-minded people that that I could probably do that even if it doesn't become a full mastermind but just yeah I, I like the email idea and everyone thought of it just <laughs> just to to go back and forth between yeah I mean the let's two keep us. it simple and this is a strategy I learned from Tim Ferriss recently he said it's somewhere in a video or something but it's something that's been thrown around in the space now and that's to always ask yourself if this were easy what would it actually look like and then trying to make it that and so if I were to ask you in terms of doubling your revenue if it were easy what would it look like how would you answer? What what would easy look like to double my revenue? Yeah, if 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 it was the like your easiest path to do that would likely be what? Uh well, the the course would probably do really well. Um that 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 would be on retire happy and and the email list is is very responsive there. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think even an initial launch would would do quite well. Um but but then th- there's also the affiliate side, especially with with Maple Money, which is stronger on the affiliates. Uh, that that's where the things like new content come in. Um, I haven't had uh, not having enough new posts. That there's a lot of new stuff that we can cover, mm-hmm. that that we can rank for relatively easily. Um, and and now that I've hired writers instead of for years, I was being a one person blog. Um, not the entire time earlier on I had writers and then they kind of all, all disappeared too. But, uh, um, so between the two sites, yeah, I think, I think launching the course, I, it wouldn't be easy, I guess <laughs> it might not fit the easy. Right. Term, right. But, right. Uh, Sorry. You know, if, yeah. if, if it were a simple process, I guess maybe I should have said, yeah. but it's definitely it, it, not easy. It would be one of the best results for sure. Okay. I would, I would, I would move that up in the prioritization ladder for sure. And Knowing that, this is big for me too, it doesn't have to be perfect the first go around. And the way that I would launch it, and there's many ways to do it, right? But I would actually pre-sell it. And you can pre-sell it to a limited number of people even before it's made to just understand, is this something actually people want? 
Some people will not want it because it's not made yet, but other people will jump on that opportunity because they'll be able to work closely with you and your partner as you build it out for them. And they're going to get early access to it, potentially a discount if you wanted to offer that. And also they're going to be able to have a little bit more access to you, which is good for you because then you'd be able to get access to them as they're going through to make the course exactly what it needs to be. And the beauty of this is because it's limited, you're only working with a certain number of people in a higher capacity. And then when you go live, you're going to have X number of testimonials. You're going to already know it's successful and it's going to give you that confidence to sell it even more. And, um, then you can begin to inject that into your autoresponder series and all those things and utilize that email list a little bit more. Um, so I do think that you're right. That is where the lowest hanging fruit, if you want to call it that, is in terms of getting you to where your goal is, which is doubling your revenue. And I like also what you said with the Maple Money uh, side of things. Content, I think you're right. Content is what worked for you. And oftentimes the best solution for certain sites is to just continue to do what's already working, which is why I'm not saying that you should do podcasting right now, but get things going where you now have the room and, 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 and the, 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 just the space and the mental capacity to do the, um, you know, just that, you know, cause we only have so much bandwidth, uh, to, mm-hmm. to do a, a podcast and also realizing that that doesn't have to be perfect either. And I think that by working with going back to your other site, a cohort of students to start with, it's going to help you on sort of perfection thing because you're going to see things even though they're not perfect helping people which is the most important thing as you know and then also it's going to motivate you because you're going to have these people who pay you who are going to be expecting you know you know the next module next in the next couple weeks and you know the module after that two weeks after that or however you want to divvy that up um and that could i mean i would challenge you to you know after this call we don't have to do it on this call but to select a launch date for that if that's indeed how you wanted to approach it. And I like that approach because you get to validate it before you build it um, and then work backwards from there to, to, you know, get people excited about it and then come up with a number of how many people you want in before you say, all right, we're going to green light this and go. Is that something that you think you might be able to do? Yeah, I think so. Um, how, how do I go about getting that small group of people? Like, do I email the entire list and kind of. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I would I already mention it. Yeah, I would, I would say, Hey guys, um, and then, you know, I'd set up the the pain or the problem and then insert your solution. You don't want to just say right away, hey guys, I'm working on something cool. I think you're going to like it. You really want to set up, you know, why this thing exists, you know? So what is it, a retirement course? Yeah, basically, uh, we, we might, we might even launch it as, as modules, but we haven't decided that because there, there's, there's specific issues within retirement in Canada that, that most of the traffic that comes to retire happy is, is looking to solve. Okay. So, um, we, we think basically we, we go that step beyond what, what's already in, in different posts that they're, they're coming to the site through and, uh, kind of give them something better. So, so it might be separate modules at first, but maybe eventually we've got a complete retirement course, um, after covering different subtopics. I mean, if you wanted to do it that way, just to make it even easier and more just niche in terms of, of pain or problem or, or topic, I mean, you can you can just focus on that one and pre-sell that that one, and you know, yes, consider how it might fit into a much larger overall course. But you can just pre-sell that one and just kind of get a list of people who are interested in learning more about that, and saying that there's an opportunity to work closely with you and some higher level learning to help them through those goals. And then, essentially, you don't want to sell on that first email. You want to collect interest. And so, when you send that first email, setting up the pain, setting up the problem, talking about that, you're creating the solution talking about what it's going to look like, how it's going to be, 
you just simply say, and if this is something you're interested in, hit reply and I'll follow up with you. And, you know, then from there, you can either take them on a call if you want, which I would recommend because, uh, first of all, it's a a first cohort. And so you're going to want to know as much as you can about these people who are interested. You want to learn what they're going to say, how they're going to say it, um, what their objections are, all those kinds of things. And that allows you to better create a sales page or better send emails out down the road. Um, But by getting them to say, yes, I'm interested, you're not selling on that first email. You are asking. You're you're almost giving, hey, you know, this is something I want to offer. If this is something you're interested in, let me know and I'll give you some more details. If you don't get anybody, well, then you know that you just didn't say what you wanted to say correctly or that messaging just wasn't correct or they didn't want that. And then you don't have to move on to the next steps until you figure that part out. We're kind of taking this sales process and breaking it up into little mini iterations. This is what I talk about in my book, Will It Fly? But if you get people who say, you know, I'm in, you know they're in. They've said yes once already, which is huge in marketing. You know, one yes leads to the next yes. And so then you can follow up with them and then say, this is what it's going to look like. We're trying to get X number of people in here. If X people get in and and, and buy, then we're going to work closely with you. If not, then I'm just we're just going to refund your money. Um, let me know if this is something you're, you know, if you're in, here's the, here's the PayPal. I mean, you don't even need to create a sales page for it. Um, and then you can just, again, like I said, take it in iterations. And as you get, you know, maybe you get 10 people in there who are interested in working closely with you. You put them all in a small Facebook group so that you can all chat with each other really quickly. You can let them know when the next module is coming out and, and all those kinds of things. You can have them let you know, you know, what was confusing, what was missing. And they're going to feel like they're getting this special treatment from you because, I mean, you're basically building this course for them as a small representative of a much larger whole that's in your audience. And so this way, it just becomes a nice like step-by-step approach, but one that kind of builds on the on the previous step. Um, so that's that's how I'd go about it, Tom. Yeah, I really like that. That's uh, we we were pretty much just going to create an entire course and and <laughs> and then try to sell it after the fact. Uh, your idea not only does that sort sort of give us some information up front, but it. I think, especially in my case, it might get sort of the ball rolling, a little bit of momentum as as we go through each of those stages. Oh, absolutely. I mean, once you get people saying, I'm interested, if you're like, you know, most people who are here to serve, I can tell you are are, are that kind of person, Tom. I mean, you're going to want to follow up and make sure that they're taken care of, right? Yeah. Awesome. So tell me what, um, you know, the big things you learned today in this call were. Um. Well, one of the big things is is – sort of looking at my priorities, uh, it, t- to match my goal. If, 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 if my, if my big goal is to double revenue, then, then I should, well, rather obviously be looking at things that are going to improve that revenue. Right. And then beyond doubling the revenue, I mean, imagine like what that does for you, right? That allows you to, you know, safely quit your job or have people, you know, around you, your loved ones be comfortable with that, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not just the income, it's what the income would be able to unlock for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because right, right now, if, if if I were to just quit my job right now, uh, we'd survive, <laughs> but uh, it it would change. It'd be a, a big lifestyle shock uh, in in everything from how we spend and save, because mm-hmm. uh, both would disappear. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, so yeah, right now it, it just doesn't feel safe enough. Um, one of the best things that could happen to me would be to get laid off and, and have a little bit of paid time to figure that out. That's an interesting thing i mean i'm not saying again you should quit but i mean you said it yourself like what could that extra time and you know just not having to worry about the day job do for you so i'm just planting that seed for you but i mean you said it yourself okay so 
prioritization, making sure everything you're doing, you know, you're asking yourself, how is this helping me get to my goal? How is this helping me get to my goal? What else? Uh, well, that's probably the big one. Um, uh, otherwise, sort of how I can actually hit these goals. Uh, I, I really like the idea of, of maybe just uh, a simple weekly email with someone um, just to kind of focus on just the accountability portion and not necessarily the, the mastermind. Yep. There you go. That's a good one. And then hopefully the core stuff is helpful too in terms of how to break that down and, you know, again, make it simple, break it down into like step one, step two, and then, you know, write that first email and, and see what happens. Yeah. I, I like the idea. I think having, having the deadline, um, for a course launch and, and working up to that date would not only keep us accountable, but uh, also give us that momentum to, to get it done. I love it. And it's right there in alignment with your goals. So, Tom, hey, thank you so much for coming on and, and allowing me to sort of coach you through this process. And, you know, I cannot wait to because I know we see each other every so often. I'm going to follow up with you in person at some point and be like, dude, how are things? And you're going to tell me uh, that your course launched and that it's going well. And, you know, I cannot wait to hear you say those words. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun, man. Thank you again. Uh, where can people find you and, you know, if they want to learn more and where should they go? Uh, my main website's, uh, maplemoney.com. And if, uh, if people want to see sort of everything I'm up to, I've also got tomdrake.net, which kind of links out to all the different, different sites and projects I've got going on. Awesome. man. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate you and have a good one. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Tom. You know, one of my favorite parts of this show is the end where I go, you know, what did you learn from this? And to have a person tell me what they learned is not just fulfilling for me, but I know very empowering for them because they now know they've said it out loud what they need to do next. And, you know, like I said in previous episodes, we're going to follow up with these people in the future if they want and check in on them. So, Tom, thank you so much for uh, being vulnerable, being honest, and sharing a bit of information that's not only helpful for both of us, but for everybody listening as well. And for those of you listening, two things you can do right now. One, make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Just go into your device, find Ask Pat, and hit the subscribe button because you'll get another episode coming your way just like this one next week with a different person going through diff different problems and situations in their business, all there to help you. And number two, what you can do is make sure to leave a review for Ask Pat on iTunes. Uh, doesn't matter what platform you listen on, if you are listening on the website or on Overcast or some other device, heading over to iTunes will help out the most and just taking 30 seconds or a minute to do that would be extremely helpful. Now, if you'd like to get coaching potentially from me, all you have to do is go to askpat.com. You'll see a button right there in the middle of the page where you can click a button, apply. I don't select everybody, but I do select a new person every single week, and that could be you. Just go to askpat.com. You can get a free half hour-ish, kind of sometimes it goes over, sometimes it's less, half hour-ish coaching call with me. And, you know, these are things that, you know, I have students who pay tens of thousands of dollars to work with me a year and we have this one-on-one -on -one situation but this is for all of you who cannot afford that who have a problem and a pain and i want to help you all you have to do is go to askpat.com and you can uh, apply there and again i can't select everybody but i hope i can talk to you in the future until then make sure you a subscribe and b leave a review thank you so much and i look forward to serving you in next week's episode of ask pat 2.0 cheers guys Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. 
And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.